0: This episode is sponsored by The Persuader. Are you hindered by friends, family or colleagues on a daily basis? Then you could use The Persuader to help keep them in check. The Persuader is 30 inches long and comes in a variety of materials such as wood and stainless steel. They can also be fully customised to engrave a name for your Persuader or even get a diamond encrusted for a higher class of persuasion. For more information, call 0800-WALLOP for details. Disclaimer. Beer and Bunce does not condone violence, nor do we take any responsibility for injuries such as diamond becoming embedded in your skin, making it look like you have a face for jazzle. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of Beer and Bunce. My name's Chris.
1: My name's James.
0: Uh, and yes, uh, we will get straight into our tried and tested for this episode, which is from Gamma... No, it's not. It's from beaverton Theatown. which is uh, Gamma Ray, which is American Pale Ale. So we're off to a flyer already, James. I'm already... Uh...
1: Yeah, yeah. I think, I think we're pitch. doing good. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that—that's the kind of quality that our listeners have come to uh, expect, right? So we're not disappointing. So.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's constantly avoiding a car crash, really. So uh, yeah, I'll let you start off with uh, having a swig while I go through the can. So it is American okay. Pale Ale, which is five point four percent. Brewed in London unfiltered, unpasteurized, natural beer, and he tells you to store upright, which is, uh, you wouldn't think would be something you need to explain, but
1: okay. Uh, yeah. now I least... have realised, as I'm going to describe the look of the beer, that I'm in a much darker room than you. But also, yours <laughs> so... looks
0: yours <laughs> clearer than mine as well. Mine looks a bit... Yeah, clear mine dear.
1: is very clear compared to mine. Mine isn't too hazy, to be fair. Uh, um,
0: yeah, mine's hazy, but it's got a, like golden colour Very, color very
1: light, very light beer, yeah.
0: Now, have you had a swig?
1: No, first, going to smell, because it is very citrusy. I mean, you're definitely getting kind of an orange aroma from it, which is, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, you, we'll,
0: just, we'll just sit there and listen to you sniff some beer. You carry on, James.
1: Uh, I mean, I thought you talk, you know. Oh, okay, I just...
0: I'm I, just I do believe, thing. I said, if you have a swig, I'll talk. start talking through the can, and then you didn't take a swig.
1: Okay, I've taken a swig. It it tastes very good, Chris. There we go. Next beer. I mean, this is the high quality that uh, listeners are used to. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... uh, No, okay. I was just saying that it it already smells like a very citrusy beer, which, can I just say, on on taste, as you'll be happy to know I've done, uh, I can confirm (laughs) that it is a very citrusy beer. Um, You know, I'd say I've got this kind of initial uh, kind of hoppiness on the front, um, but actually, you know, quite a very pleasant you know, citrusy taste that I think it's quite crisp, quite clean as well. It's not too sharp aftertaste or anything like that. Um, so I think that's quite good. Um, so, yeah, what, what's your what's your opinion of it? Yeah, there's
0: definitely uh, a citrus uh, note to it. Uh, not too sure whether it's a citrus hop or it actually is citrus uh, fruit in it. Um, in comparison with a lot of American pales that I've had previously, I do enjoy Gamma Ray, but I do find there is um, like a distinct bitterness that comes in the aftertaste. Uh, probably yeah. more sl- like slightly akin to an IPA as opposed to a more traditional pale, um, yeah. but overall, you know, it's it is a very very pleasant drink. There is a there's enough complexity to it that it can keep anybody who's into the craft beer scene, yeah, uh, interested with it. But then also, it's not overly complex where you actually feel like you know as you drink it, it's an assault on the senses. It's always a safe go to. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. When I actually went to Kent I, I, recently. Okay.
0: Um I actually had it on draft and it, it's just always a cracking point. So
1: I, I was gonna say there's a place in Birmingham that does it on draft as well, which is really good as well. So uh, it, it,
0: I think um, Beavertone's quite become a quite a common household yeah, name, really. Yeah,
1: it, it's quite common. I think a lot of people are able to get it, um, which is always good. I would say it is one of my favourite can designs, um, if I'm honest. I always I always like the art style. Yeah, beavertones um, so, are quite
0: yeah. uh inventive with their cans, aren't they, really? So this uh, yeah. one, um, depicting like an alien invasion, I would say.
1: Yeah, very much in line with the gamma ray kind of feel of it, right? So, uh, oh, but thank, yeah, thanks very for vibrant. explaining that,
0: James. Uh, you know, yeah. just for
1: just for some of our more simpler <laughs> listeners, shout out to Kev. Unrelated, unrelated. I just mentioned shout out to Kev. Gotta mention him. That's
0: go. <laughs> a good job he doesn't know where you live in it. Oh wait, uh, right. So. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. He's
1: he's waiting outside both of our houses.
0: (laughs) Uh, Right. So, yeah, I've been uh, currently catching up on a new TV show, uh, James, which is not really a new concept. Uh, It's actually a third iteration of a TV show that I've watched previously, which is on Apple TV Plus. uh, And it's called Long Way Up. Okay. So, have you been watching it at all?
1: Uh, I haven't watched it, I have, I, I've seen some stuff on social media but I haven't watched it myself uh, so okay. I'd be curious to know what your thoughts of it are maybe you can convert me, maybe uh, I can I can watch it later
0: Yeah, so basically with The Long Way Up I'm a big motorcycle enthusiast as you people may have gathered from uh, me talking about MotoGP World Superbikes all that type of thing uh, I own a motorcycle myself not that I get a chance to ride it very often nowadays but yeah, I do actually still own one um, and yeah, so I've always been a big fan of Uh, Long Way Round and Long Way Down. So Long Way Round was filmed in 2004 with the initial concept of riding motorcycles around the world. So starting in London, riding all the way through Europe, Russia, Siberia, going through to Alaska and then through to New York. Uh, All along with the incentive of trying to raise awareness for UNICEF with Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman. And then three years later in 2007, they did Long Way Down. So they started with Uh, in London, and then worked their way through Europe and Africa down to Cape Town, again, and picking up different things and trying to explore as much as the UNICEF sites just to bring attention to things that are going on. So, uh, yeah, a lot of people would have seen that previously. Both the previous series have been um, on the BBC and six episodes long. So when they've done the long way up, they've tried to do something different. So the other two episodes uh, series were ridden on petrol BMW um Enduro bikes. What they wanted to do with this one is drive up from the bottom of Patagonia in Argentina all the way up to Los Angeles, but on electric bikes instead.
1: Oh, okay. Very sustainable. Yeah. Well
0: yeah, well it's a good in context. Good
1: idea, but how but many you, how many electric points are between well this is marks? this is the big problem that they have. So
0: there's absolutely zero infrastructure for electric bikes or electric vehicles yeah. at all. So it kind of goes through um trying to get uh it see if it is like a feasible idea to do. So yeah. um the bikes they end up using are completely custom-made from Harley-Davidson on their electric frames. So, again, which is a concept that hadn't even been released yet, but they've yeah. you know put effort in to try and make sure that they can use it. And also, they've um, signed up with a company called Rivian. Now, I'm not too okay. sure people would have heard for uh, Rivian, but essentially, they are a electric car company. But they're in the process of being a, like set up So they haven't got any cars for sale at the moment, but um, what they do have is like some really good concepts on a pickup truck and an SUV. Um, So they went there and obviously tried to get some vehicles, uh, support vehicles, electric as well, just so they can offset that carbon footprint. Yeah. Um, And as a result of the dealings with Rivian, the Rivian actually agreed to basically build an infrastructure all the way up. This route forty through South America and Central America, so they can actually do electric vehicles. So it's um, it's been a really interesting concept, and one thing I do like about it as well is because they haven't restricted themselves to six episodes, they're actually going more in detail than what they have in the previous series.
1: Oh, so they stop off a lot more and actually give you a little bit more context, like, when you are yeah. around them.
0: but also, it very it much takes two episodes before they actually properly start going, and it goes wrong straight from the off. <laughs> so, um, and it's then trying to overcome those issues and those challenges, and actually, I find it's... I've always found their shows interesting anyway, but um, I found this really good because the level of detail they managed to go into, and actually because they are focused on the electric vehicles, and trying to make it work in an environment that it just doesn't it's yeah. it's so intriguing it's really really gripping so um I mean, yeah
1: because i've watched some of the previous series and i think yeah i always found it, it a very it's almost a little bit more of a documentary version of like a top gear challenge <laughs> or something like that in terms of yeah you know uh, you know it's got some humor to it but not as that kind of humour because it's very much more informative documentary um like you say previously focused more on the unitab is, is this series kind of focused on those i mean i'm guessing by the time you get up to la there might be some areas of america uh, um, at, the at the moment i
0: haven't bored that things, much but... into it um mainly because a lot of the so far i've watched five episodes uh i believe episode seven is being released this week uh, and they're still not even able to South America yet. So you can see how much more detail they're into in comparison with the previous yeah. settings. Um, but where they've been so far is a lot more barren. Yeah. So it's n- it's less about the actual UNICEF and more about the actual the challenge with the electrical vehicles in that environment. So, um, yeah. yeah, I've actually found it really interesting. And one thing that actually does make it a lot more different is because Ewan McGregor and Charlie Borman are a lot older now, they're actually having their own challenges. So Charlie in particular, since they filmed Long Way Down, has actually had two massive motorcycle accidents. So his, oh, mobi- wow, okay. his mobility yeah. isn't the same as what it was when, yeah. 13 years ago. Um, and you can see the struggle that he has. There's a, In one of the episodes, yeah. it actually does show you one of the accidents he has. Um, and you see him struggling and basically his lung collapses and they have to like you know, try to help him breathe and... You you can see he's not in a good way at all. Um, So it doesn't start off well for him. Um, But again, so it's him trying to get over these challenges whilst trying to get the infrastructure in place to get the actual show on the road. And it's so gripping. Um, I know a lot of people won't have access to the Apple TV Plus, but if you do get the opportunity to watch it, it is definitely, definitely worth a blast. I have been really, really gripped with it. It's been fantastic. Yeah.
1: I mean, I should say, we're, we're not sponsored by Apple TV. I think you, you, you've you had a good uh, five, ten-minute plug there for Apple TV. Well, no, uh, it's not Apple
0: TV. It's actually the plug of the show. That, we,
1: we, have, we have talked about um, Disney Plus on previous things, so other streaming services are provided. Exactly. Um, well, the yeah. thing
0: with Apple uh, TV, I've had it for 11 months, and this is the first thing I've done it.
1: Yeah, honestly, I've not... I've, I, I watched that Tom Hanks movie that he did. Um, yeah, I did uh, want to watch
0: Greyhound, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, Greyhound, yeah. Um, which was really good. But I think it's just not enough content on there for the moment. It's one of those really good ideas for certain content creators. They're definitely putting a lot of money into it, which you know we could get some really good shows um, out of it. But I think it's like Disney Plus and a few other things. Like It's very much in their early stages of it, whereas things like Netflix already have quite established Netflix original shows and same with Amazon Prime and stuff like that. So it's just kind of waiting for that development to catch up, really, so you've got that cycle.
0: Yeah, the only reason why I've got Apple TV yeah. e Plus is I haven't paid for it. It came free with my upgrade, and that's the reason why I've used
1: it. Yeah, literally the only reason I have it as well. Like, and to be fair, I'm looking... Because I think Apple have announced some like subscription stuff because they're trying to package like their TV, their arcade, their music, yeah. all the different like, streaming stuff into like one price to try and make it a little bit cheaper. So I think whereas you might pay like 20 quid a month for all of them separately, you get a bundle of like 10 quid a month or something. Um, okay. and like i can kind of maybe justify that if i'm already buying like music and i'm buying another one but if i'm honest i don't really i don't know like if music wise i probably use spotify over um apple music I, i'm the opposite
0: around. I'm, uh, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of spotify at all um not i like it for the podcasts. so I'll, mm. I'll listen to podcasts on there yeah um I oh, see, that's
1: weird. I, I listen to podcasts on the Apple podcast app, <laughs> despite having Spotify. It's just one of those weird quirks, I think. Like.
0: Uh, I listen to podcasts across four main platforms, but the, very much, the, the majority of podcasts are on most main serves anyway. I yeah. um, obviously I use listen-
1: Spotify because it's better integration with like, things like the Alexa um, and the Amazon devices, to be fair. The fact that you can kind of link it. Yeah, true. Uh, some of the Apple music isn't as well integrated. Like there are apps I think you can use to get it, but I quite like being able to, to I'm not gonna say her name too loudly because I think I nearly activated it, and then that really would have ruined the podcast. So <laughs> what, um, Doris? Doris, don't don't do this. Doris, your
0: girlfriend, Doris. the inflatable. No?
1: Leave Doris out of this, okay? Oh, okay. She's a hearty lady, okay?
0: Like, I mean she's held together with puncture repair kits, but apart from that. Um right, so uh <laughs> the disappointment on your face it is a bit disappointing <laughs> <to be fair. laughs>
1: no. Doris if you are listening in person I'm sorry oh you um, need, you need... <laughs> I was waste. close for you then
0: I never waste yeah. it uh, right yeah so uh, tried and tested was uh, Gamma Ray from Beavertone. Uh yeah so there is fruity notes to it there is a bit of bitterness they still got the smoothness of a normal parallel uh, but overall if you haven't tried it it is definitely worth a bash Right, so moving on to the Peter Falk of this episode, which is from Two Tribes Brewery, and it is called Metroland, which is a session IPA, and this is 3.8%. Uh, originally, this was actually going to be our wild card, um, but we'll explain later why it's uh, now in the Peter Falk section. I can't even speak anymore, James. So it's, uh,
1: could you ever speak before? I mean, I mean, some people say they can't understand you, so...
0: Yeah, it's a good job that uh, my, like, livelihood revolves around me speaking, doesn't it? Right, uh, No, no. <laughs> yeah, so it's a session IPA, uh, 3.8%. How is your new
1: business uh, Books for the Blind doing, by the way, Chris? Like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Apparently I've got a strong following in the black country and nowhere else. Um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right, I'll let you take a swig. This actually means take a swig, James, just so you know. I uh,
1: take a swig. Oh, let me just smell it and tell you what it smells like. Uh, it
0: just... Generally what happens with you. Uh, right, so it's introducing a light-budded, easy-to-drink session IPA for Metroland citizens. A refined grain bill combined with Simcoe and Amarillo produce sweet notes of guava and pineapple on the first sip. Uh, it's citrus and hoppy with a backdrop of orange peel and papaya. Metroland is punchy. is a punchy, refreshing IPA. So um, it is brewed in London. Now, you're looking very quizzical there, James. So,
1: quizzical is, is, the, is the right word. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say that I get sweet notes on the first uh, kind of hit of that, in my opinion. So, like. so For me, they lied. They <laughs> lied. I don't know. It, it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot more bitter. I don't get this kind of massive, kind of punchy, fruity note. Um, I mean, when they're talking about kind of the different fruits there, I think, you know, when you've got guava, pineapple on the... First, I'm not getting... I don't know, from what they're describing, I was kind of expecting kind of a real fruit puncture, but I'm not, I'm not getting that. It is very um, bitter, I think. Right, so. yeah.
0: Um, I can take, I'll get the bitterness from the IPA. Um, it's not overly powering, like, uh, not overwhelming in the bitterness. If anything, I'd probably say the bitterness on the, uh, gamma ray was slightly more bitter. I do you think it's quite nicely balanced? I'm, I'm, I think it's one of these ones that I'm probably going to enjoy slightly more than you. Um,
1: yeah, I, I don't know what it is about it, but it's, it's almost like, um, when I, when I have like carbonated water or something like that, it's that kind of very dry leading aftertaste to it. Um, which is just weird. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not necessarily bitter to it, but it, it just doesn't have a particular nice aftertaste for me. I don't know. I'm trying to think of oh, no. the right word for it. But.
0: I'm actually, I am actually enjoying it. Um, I'm trying to, I don't know if I can associate particularly the uh, different fruit notes that they highlight. No. Um, it's quite similar to a, a beer we had previously in some of the undertones, which I think might be the McKellar. Which is the one that you actually really, you didn't enjoy, but I really did. And I think that's yeah. probably along those same type of lines. It's a bit
1: think Yeah, I think you're right. In terms of taste, I think you're definitely right there. Yeah, um, um, More piny kind of, I don't know, kind of an earthier aftertaste almost. If that makes yeah, I'm, I'm,
0: like, yeah like, I think earth is wrong, but I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually, I'm really enjoying that. Uh, it is very, mine's quite clear. Uh, you can't tell it's unfiltered, but it is a very light uh, golden color. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm struggling to pick the fruity notes up, but I do think it is a very nice, well balanced session IPA in my personal opinion. I know you're not going to think at the same sort of thing because you prefer the more big hitting IPAs. So yeah. uh, it all depends on your particular palate, I think. But I, I yeah. I am uh, I'm actually quite enjoying that. Probably more than I thought I would. But I don't get the fruitiness at all, though. I do understand what you mean by that. I, the fruitiness, no. If you're more of a piney feel. Mind you, piney, earthy. Yeah, I don't know even... I'm just going to stop talking now. Uh, what would you like no, that's to talk fine. about? Yeah, no,
1: I was, was kind of just like, let, letting you go into that. Um, I don't know. To be fair, it's one of these that I... um. I was talking to Chris before the start of the podcast that I was was talking to a few guys at work and trying to figure out kind of what to talk about, because it it is always difficult trying to think of like new topics and stuff like that, something kind of interesting. And to be fair, the kind of stuff that we just ended up spending three hours talking about, which is, let's be honest, in most workplaces, just random, random rubbish, let's be honest, (laughs) um, turned into kind of the standard stuff that I would normally have done in a bar when I was back, you know, back at university or something like that. It's the kind of standard, would you rather... Kind of uh, scenarios that I think you know, a lot of people have, right? Okay, we're gonna have to be very careful about this. You're I'm not going I'm not
0: liking the way this is going, but okay, carry on. Let's, let's why? See why in, not? But...
1: Why not? I'm. I'm curious. Like, you know. I just know how
0: your brain works, so that's what's the scary part of it, really.
1: Well, this is the thing I will say. The the ones. Like, and I'm sure there are now people listening thinking of some amazing ones that I would love you to message us, maybe not publicly, but definitely privately. I, I know Paul for sure will have like hundreds of the would you are. Oh, you haven't plugged in for like, a while. I haven't, no, you know. And I, I want, hopefully, when lockdown's when uh, gone, we'll, we'll commit to an episode with, with Paul. I think it'll be oh. really good to get him on that episode. You heard it perfect. here first, folks. So in we 2024. Uh... <laughs> yeah, when, it, when it's over, when it's finally over. <laughs>
0: I thought we were into a sugar race, something. We'll,
1: we'll be we'll be under some like um, underground bunker, me and you, won't we? That'll be us in Pardon? four years' time. Not together. Be very careful. Do not turn this weird. Social
0: distancing, James. I mean, it's a benefit as well as a curse. Um. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How would you say social distance?
0: <laughs> oh, oh. Sorry, as, as my voice. Just I do. I me. do apologise for all our listeners. Yeah. Apparently, James's balls oh. have just dropped at that present time. Please continue.
1: <laughs> so, Chris. <no>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I should explain that you know, me and Chris have both had very bad coughs and kind of like. But... <laughs> don't don't screw me over <laughs> on this. Um, you know, we both we both been feeling a bit under the weather for the last week or so. So I just my my throat is still hurting a little bit, and you do. <laughs> oh yeah. So would you rather? Chris? <laughs> uh,
0: okay. I will just clarify: we are Rona free. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah, we are Rona free. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Why do you have to
0: say that? Oh, uh, to be honest, with nowadays, it's just like when you, everybody says, "Oh, you got a cough," it's like, <gasps> you're not, "No, it's just a cold." It was, been and gone in two days, the same as normal. um
1: I'll tell but, you what yeah. scares me though. Actually, and we'll completely go off topic. That the thing, this new test and trace app, right? Okay. Oh,
0: here we go. it's going I, political.
1: No, no, it's actually this is nothing political, right? If if I'm being bluntly honest, I think you just, everybody should download it. Okay whatever your thoughts on it, you should download it. You know, any kind of chance of you being told about a risk or exposure, anything like that is really good. You know, that not only helps you, but your family. What I find scary about it is every time it notifies you to say that it's accessing the data and exposure and it says, you have been in close contact with somebody, we're accessing your data to, to find the risk of it. And then 10 minutes later, it's like, yeah, don't worry. You're okay. And it's like, you're just like, what? And you just- Ah,
0: uh, so it's like a tension yeah. up.
1: Yeah, and there's quite a few of them. Yeah, attention app. It's like, ooh, a little drum roll music in between for the 10 minutes that's <laughs> assessing the data. But um, I will say it just seems to be, since we've gone to this kind of new tier system, right, just seems to be a lot more on there, if I'm honest, on the thing. It's it's weird. We haven't really talked about COVID, if I'm honest, in terms of we kind of avoided it as a topic, okay? No, Bloody generally. speaking. Yeah, because we've been very much like originally, we thought, well, it won't be there for very long. It's kind of yeah. a bit annoying, yeah. but you know, not in you know, like they said, uh. like they said in nineteen thirty-nine, our war will be over by Christmas. COVID will be gone by Christmas, guys. Um, <laughs>
0: <Just> <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, but um, it's it's quite interesting now, especially like pubs and restaurants um, and stuff like that. You know, having to do table service and things like that. I, you know, I was in Weatherspoons, and you know, just how streamlined. Uh, James you know, is
0: sponsored by we Weatherspoons.
1: And not just weather spoons, but actually now most, most people, what I love is actually a lot of independent pubs as well, have got kind of an app system yeah. um, in place and stuff like that. I mean, and I think it's, it's quite good. I, I think from a kind of customer point of view, I think it's quite a nice streamlined service. Um, you know, and the fact that you can get all of you know, your beers delivered to your table very quickly, I think it's quite a good thing. You know? It's kind of one of the positives of COVID. People talk about the negatives, the positive of COVID. Table service, why not?
0: Well, there's, there's positives, but also uh, I was. There's always something special about going to the bar, especially if there's a big group of you, because there's always one knob, and if you don't know who the knob is, it's you. So. Oh God, I don't know that. I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, it's, me, it's me. But when the you know <laughs> no. it's like oh I'm going to grab a pint. Uh, does anybody else want? Like, oh I'll come with you. And you guarantee when the two people go to the bar, they're going. I want to punch you in the face. <laughs> Yeah, so you do get that respite of, oh, let's get back in, it's okay, it's fine. Yeah, but I do miss that aspect of it. But yeah, the table service is quite nice. Sorry, um,
1: sorry let me, you, you like having a bar because it means you can step away from the friends you went out drinking with and ignore them for five minutes? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> just so we're clear. If I'm honest, Most of the time, if I go out for drinking, I, d- I don't mind spending the time. I mean, I drink with you quite a lot. Oh, wait, this makes sense. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, it's all become so clear. <laughs>
0: Well, we were working for the penalty drop, It only took eight and a half years. Uh, right, so, uh, go on then. What's your, uh, what's your topic from work?
1: Uh, I mean, if I'm honest, it, it's all kind of pointless now. I feel like there was <laughs> stupid, there was stupid, would you rather? it was just like, um, would you rather cut your leg off or your arm off? Which hmm. one? You know? Depends and and this, yeah, I think this is the best thing about kind of the wood rather. Some of them are very niche, and quite, you know, rude, um, but you know, quite a lot of them just make you think about them as kind of a scenario-based thing. Like, you know, what would happen if I cut my arm off first, cut my leg off? You know, I'm just curious what you what you would do. I
0: think I'd probably go on.
1: You probably go on. Mm. Okay.
0: Don't know because you only
1: need, you only need one arm, right? So you can still do a lot with one arm, right? No,
0: actually, it's so. more because I I do actually watch a lot of um, like Paralympics and. Uh things involving where people have had disabilities so whether it become like like documentaries from people who like war torn and uh, like landmines and things like that yeah. um and one thing that does seem to be an overwhelming consensus is when people have things like prosthetic legs or um things along those lines, the amount of impact it actually has on the rest of your body, so like putting your hips out of alignment and you know knocking. Uh, your back head of shape and stuff like that. So, yeah. I think more than the actual aspect, that's the reason why I picked that. I went very serious, it, James. I do apologize. Yeah,
1: that was very serious. No, I, I appreciate the answer, to be fair. I think you're right, actually. I didn't think of it from a Paralympic point of view. But,
0: like, yeah, because I'm a massive fan of like, the Paralympics. I so was yeah, like, yeah. actually, because it's so much harder for those people to actually get to that level um, than normal athletes. I, I, I was, I was holding such a high regard that I think they should be supported um, across the board, really. So I always go out my way to make sure I do watch those. And I'll watch sport of any form yeah. anyway, as everyone knows. But, yeah, I
1: was—I
0: don't know. I think because of those and obviously watching documentaries how those people have got to that point, I think that's the reason why I'd go that route.
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: So. I, think,
1: I think that's fair enough. I, I, to be fair, I think I'm, I'm similar to you. I think, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably get rid of one arm. It'd be easier. At least you'd be able to walk around places and stuff like that. I feel like mobility is a big one, right, actually. I think for my mental health and stuff like that, if I'm being bugging on this, you know. Um, to be able to get around is probably a better idea. So,
0: I'm not going to lie. I was really tempted to make a joke, but I don't know how serious I've been, I can't. So uh, I probably should just move on, really.
1: All right. Just move, <laughs> on, move on and we'll get legless anyway, right? So, there
0: you
1: go. Oh, dear. Fair, one of the ones that was raised at work, which I thought was quite a good one, actually, which I'd never thought about, is... You're going to hate this anyway, okay, because you don't like whiskey, but, you know, if you yeah. had to, for the rest of your life, take a shot of whiskey, either the last thing you did before you went to bed or the first thing you did in the morning, which one would it be? Before you went to bed. Before you went to bed. Makes sense. So many people at work were saying, oh, just do it the first thing you wake up. I'm like, are you alcoholics? Because clearly... I didn't realise you were with a lot of Irish people. Wow, I think that's really brewed against the Irish and I want to have said that, that against lot, them.
0: It makes a lot more <laughs> sense, now why you uh, went on that run to a few episodes back Now
1: <laughs> You beat the Irish alone. I did mm. not. I think if you go back, I think you'll clearly find it was Chris. I uh, know, there was, it, it was definitely audio issues there. I don't think we, we announced who was... Uh, that wasn't me.
0: I mean, to be fair, I do work with quite a few Scottish people as well, so they'll be more offended the fact that when I said whiskey and went straight to Irish, but... And how about us? Yeah, that's so true. So I'll look forward to that abuse in the morning. Um, <laughs> no, definitely, like, before bed. Like, no, no question, I that's I think, really...
1: I, again, I agree. I Just some of the weird people that you... Uh,
0: I mean, don't get me wrong. We've yeah. all been to a house party, fell asleep with, you know, a pint of vodka Red Bull in the hand and then woke up at 7 o'clock in the morning just like, on oh, Thursday And necked it. We've all yeah. done that. But doing it every day, is a bit much.
1: Oh... Uh, <laughs> we've all done that
0: we've all done it James
1: to be fair I mean when night and morning blurs into one can you really tell which one you exactly? In you know it's just one of those um, I, I think we'll just end it on like one last one okay? okay okay so you've got the rest of your life okay you either have every day the food that you eat is randomised it can be anything in the world but you can't pick what it's going to be or you have to listen to music for the rest of your life. That's constant shuffle. You can't pick what music you're gonna to listen to. So it can be anything in the world music wise, but both happen every day for the rest of your life. Which one would you pick? Random food. Random food. I, I'm with you on that because I feel like you get a variety. And honestly, if I got stuck with some music, music would really get to me, I think, if, you know, because the idea with the music, you'd have to play it forever. But food, like you would never be able to pick what food you ever wanted. Like you could never have cravings ever again, because you wouldn't be to eat it. You'd have to eat what's served up to you anyway.
0: Yeah, because if I picked music, I can guarantee I'd end up with, like, jungle constantly. Just because it's about the only <laughs> form of music I absolutely despise.
1: <laughs> but what food do you eat? Maybe you'd end up with that constantly. Like, you could have uh, loads of peanuts for the rest of your life. I want to be fair, if
0: I had peanuts, then I wouldn't really have to worry about it, because <laughs> I'd be dead. So, um, <laughs> as, oh. a, as a general rule, I'd be all right on that. Uh, well,
1: on, on that, on that bombshell, <laughs> we'll probably move on. If anybody does have some good you others, I think we were pretty tame because we went off topic. Well, I went off topic very, very soon into that. Um, oh, you mean like
0: every single time you speak?
1: Yeah, definitely. Send send them in. Send them in to uh, like us on Instagram or something like that. Messages. Well, very quickly
0: before we actually move on to uh, around the world on the uh, theme of going off topic. I will apologise to Alex, who uh, actually sent us a message about the last episode where we actually started talking about the boys and then went completely off topic. Yeah, I've never actually mentioned and anything about the boys. At some point, we will catch up on all the latest series and then we will bring you back at a later point and actually talk about the programme. Yeah. I, I do apologise to uh, the people who actually wanted to know about that show. I, d-
1: I did actually see that comment, the best part about <laughs> that is, of course, like. It took us three episodes of saying every episode, oh, we'll talk about the boys this time, and we've left it. And then we said, oh, we'll talk about the boys, and then just didn't. Like, yeah, it was the we boys. mentioned
0: the boys, and then just completely, completely the ran our take, topic.
1: I have actually finished both series, so we'll wait for you to finish the series.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm way behind because I've been watching Long Way Up, which...
1: Yeah, plus how a child, does, you know... You, you, I mean, hey, if they want us to talk about... Have you Thomas been
0: stealing James children again, James? I have told you no... Know, huh? You can't steal children, James.
1: That's no, I'm not even. I'm not even buying for that. that. What
0: is this? Right, so the uh, around the world for this episode is
1: you go go near a playground once.
0: (laughs) There's a reason why you're on the register. Um, Right, so
1: (laughs) I was at school once as a child.
0: No, I'm not going to. You're not going to get command. So the around the world for this episode is from Deutschland. And it is called Vorsteiner. Uh, so this is one that was picked by yourself, James. Uh, I know you're actually quite a big fan of uh, Vorsteiner, so I'll let you yeah, do I, some blow ass and do some drinking, really.
1: Yeah, I'm a big fan. So um, it's, fair, it's one of those where, if I'm honest, some people have never heard of it and some people have. It, I don't think it's particularly hard to come by. I think you can get it in a lot of...
0: you never of heard of Vorsteiner. <laughs>
1: Some people are weird, but the best thing about this for us, I suppose, and this is a very specific reference to the local area we live in, there's a curry house nearby us in kind of Shirley that have this on draft, um, and so for, like, you know, you're not a fan of curry, but this is quite a weird one to have yeah, in I don't know what time. I mean, i
0: go to a curry house, I mean, yeah. I will eat chicken <laughs> and chips and a garlic naan bread, but that is not the point. Um, garlic
1: naan bread, that's what, well, you are in an Indian, right, so you've got to have the garlic naan bread.
0: Exactly, I mean, keep it authentic.
1: Keep
0: it authentic. (laughs) Can I um... I use... uh, I've got a friend that...
1: You always get chicken chips and then omelette and stuff. I don't understand who goes... Well,
0: yeah, I've got um, a lot of Asian friends. and there's an Asian friend I was really, really close with. And I used to go and stay around her house, which is over in Nottingham, quite regularly. And um, (laughs) every time I would go round... Uh, her mom, who was actually born in India, like cooked all authentic Indian food. Like, yeah, you've never tried my food. You know, let let me cook for you. You'll really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. And my friend just turned around and was like, "Mom, you didn't like that shit. Leave him alone." <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I've oh, i wow. probably tried more things. I've tried more, probably more things on uh, Indian restaurant menu than a lot of other people because people yeah. will say that's why you haven't tried this yeah well, you haven't tried this you haven't tried this and just for me it's just there's some particular herb or spice that's in pretty much all the food that you know just I don't it's like what you like yeah, yeah I can't identify which one it is but it just doesn't work for me but yeah uh, going back to the actual beer itself Wohlstander uh, yeah. is a lager so it's a German lager yeah. Um, now, G- German lagers do have a, a very distinct flavor. I personally would say a German lager, you can identify German lager much easier than you can something like a Dutch one or Czech, because it just has there's a certain way that German lagers are made that you can know it's German straight away. Yeah. I-, I can't really identify yeah. what it is. Um, however, Vorstand is one of the more subtle flavored ones, I would say. Um, Lovenbrew was another one, probably on the same level. Yeah, I think, I, think that's,
1: I think that's why I quite like it. it. It's a really consistent, but it's not too overpowering. But also, I think you know sometimes when you get kind of uh, German beers, sometimes they're either so pungent that they can, you know, if they go towards more the wheaty end, sometimes or, mm. like, or the vice kind of thing, it can be really bad. But at the same time. You also then get some that are just very light and have almost no flavour to them at all because they're very kind of watered-down lagers. Yes, and stuff yes. like that. Whereas th- this has that kind of real good in-between balance for me where you've got really good flavour, but it's also quite a light beer because it's, you know, lager, but, you, you <clears> know, you do get that, which I think is quite nice. Um, you know, it's a very refreshing beer.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an easy-drinking one. Um, probably that – you touched on it probably – the actual notes that i'm talking about it probably is a sort of very subtle wheat flavor to it actually when yeah. you said that it probably yeah, yeah. the best way to identify
1: that's kind of apt taste and that's the, i'm not mm. a big fan of wheat beer normally but as a kind of lighter taste to it it's okay it's when it's overpowering is when i i'm not a massive fan of it so um but yeah i think it's quite it's quite a subtle subtle kind of taste which of it.
0: it has a um, far more distinctive flavor than what you're uh general lagers that you would go to yeah. um it's
1: it's it's way more kind of uh, floral i think than than kind of your general i, I would say
0: floral more like like, um,
1: european stuff but um yeah
0: I'm trying to think of the word yeah, yeah yeah they'll come to me about like half an hour after we finish recording
1: but uh will be there looking through his thesaurus later what was that word oh it's a big one you, you sorry i yeah i got lost at the search that, search that in a dictionary yeah <laughs> <laughs> It's not a dinosaur, Chris, I'll tell you that. It's not a dinosaur. Oh, I'm not
0: interested then. <laughs> oh. See, I do all these jokes, what people don't actually realise when you've got a mouthful full of beer and I'm just waiting for one day for you to actually destroy all your equipment. <laughs>
1: one, day. one day
0: it will happen, yeah. It's okay, I'm safe, social distance. So, uh, yeah, one thing you did want to mention... Um, something that we have been involved in and people would have noticed uh, anybody who follows on our social media so we have uh, signed up to be ambassadors for Movem Beer which is essentially it's a collaboration between there's five um, beer bloggers on Instagram that have kind of clubbed together negotiated with different breweries to basically get giveaways But the whole idea is with the main aim of trying to generate more money for November. So everybody who's involved will be growing a moustache. So including myself and James, we will be uploading them at different points uh, throughout November. Now, anybody who actually donates to it will have a chance to win these prizes. Now, we don't obviously have the information on all the prizes at the moment. Uh, Everything is being announced by the different. Uh, breweries each day so so far we've announced four and then every day we'll continue to announce all the different breweries that are involved in it. Now there are some absolutely fantastic prizes but the main aim is to generally raise awareness and also generate as much cash flow as possible through for Movember. I think November is going to be a particularly prominent charity this year uh, because there is a lot of people struggling, and what we all have to remember is we need to come together as people and not feel alone and hopefully the uh, the good work that the people at Movember do with support, especially with men 's health because we let 's face it when it comes to genders uh men are the people that look after themselves the least.
1: Yeah. So. Well, they don't like it. they don't like discussing that kind of topic. They definitely don't like talking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's it's very much like the uh, what is it? The Black Knight from uh, Monty Python. Tis but a flesh wound. Yeah. <laughs> don't need to yeah. go to the doctors. It's fine. Um, yeah. <clears> that the, ma- the mentality that a lot of men have. Um,
1: I think it's a re- it's a, especially the last couple of years because it's something you've you've actually been doing for quite a few years mm. anyway. Um, you know. That, I think I've done it for about low- six
0: years in total
1: yeah and that they they have done a lot of good work for kind of mental health and and, and like you say i think during this kind of period of lockdown isolation it, it's more important than ever to make sure that we're definitely thinking about these issues and i think you know mental health is one of those that you know i think was taboo for so long that you know it's just trying to make it a little bit easier to talk about and, and admit that it's okay to have issues you know i think well, yeah if you know i think what what's you know the most important thing from it you Know to, to say is pretty much everybody has mental health issues in some way or other. Yeah. People just cope with them better, right? That, that's it, it's about coping mechanisms. And you know, some people can't cope with it, and that, that's fine. It's just helping those people that can't and, and trying to give them the help, advice, and, and whatever support they need to, to get through it. Um, you know, yeah, and, and,
0: and, that, and like you said, I've, I've been a massive uh, fan of Movember for a long time, and um, there's quite a few charities that I donate to because of personal reasons um, but and I know this year is going to be hard to try and generate that cash because obviously there's so many people struggling financially with everything that's going on so um, I think the actual the Movemberg beer is actually a really good uh, premise so if people can afford to uh, donate to it they get a chance to win uh, some really good prizes I can't tell you what they all are, all are, but the reason why we got involved as ambassadors is because I um, was shown the information by one of the people who actually helped set it up and was like, my oh God, that's amazing. So I was like, we need to get on. we need to be involved in this because it's a good cause that I do anyway. And if people have actually got a chance to win some really, really cool stuff, what's the harm? So uh, yeah, we will be announcing more and more things through. Uh, be Beer uh, possibly got some things to collaborate with it but well, we'll those things are going to come up on the podcast as well at a later point but we'll you'll we'll make you all aware as I, as I think
1: available. I think the important thing is is you know make sure you follow us on kind of all the social media platforms but <laughs> I would say especially on Instagram a lot of the bloggers who are involved in this heavily are kind of on Instagram and you know that there's there's almost daily updates at this point um and you know, it's one of those where just get involved. You know, go check our Instagram now, see what the latest kind of uh, kind of bros that being announced are. Yeah, and just keep up with it. You know.
0: Instagram is definitely our biggest platform, and we're probably the things we have the most content on as well. So uh, we do have other things that we are trying to branch in. Out into as well, but of course, yeah. with the social distance aspect, it is making it a little bit di- uh, difficult. So we wanted to get more yeah. uh, in, uh, stuff up on YouTube. We wanted to get um, some of the platforms involved. Well, as Well, we, we had loads of to. ideas,
1: especially revolving kind of some of the video stuff we could do. Like we really liked doing the Instagram live that we did when we did the for the Cyber yes. Fest. Um, we really liked doing the recording of the kind of episode fourteen, and you know, it just makes it really hard because we can't be in the same room <laughs> to actually record. And do yeah. those kind of things
0: so um, when we originally yeah. signed up uh, to actually start doing this as well uh, we negotiated with certain people who actually wanted to have as special guests they, I've spoke to some of the guests, re- uh, central guests recently and they're still up to come speak with us however it's trying to get <laughs> the opportunity so because what we don't want to do is do it as a distancing of what we're doing at the moment over uh, the internet with the type of people, some of the people we've got involved, we actually want to do it face-to-face. So I would rather us wait and do it properly as opposed to
1: yeah, not
0: getting the same feel. But yeah, so yeah. But if there's still things we are looking into, but hopefully moving forward, uh, we actually managed to get some of these uh, ideas in place. But hopefully it's all exciting to, you know, keep you all entertained. Because that's the whole point of this release. Yeah, A bit of fun. So yeah, um, that note. should we do our normal sports section,
1: James? Oh, there you go. You go for it. I'm going to just keep freaking water.
0: <laughs> I mean, you're going to have to get involved at some point, James. Uh, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> um, premiership rugby final. We've got sheets versus Wasps. So, I think at the start of the season, I don't think they were the two names you would have picked. Uh, picked. Yeah, Who
1: you um, would your money be on. So, I'm, I'm going to probably uh, say Wasps.
0: What? Really? The oh, unreal. the, the, sm- the smart the money free. is definitely on Chiefs. Yeah. Um, uh, to be honest, they're an absolutely fantastic team. Anyway, um, just as an overall setup, I mean, I don't get wrong. Wasps have got a, a good chance, but they, for me, they were the ones that were surprised in the final. Um,
1: yeah.
0: But like Chiefs, just look like that nobody can touch them at the moment. So. Yeah. Uh, hopefully uh, It'll be a nice entertaining final for us to watch And keep us all entertained But yeah. uh, And hopefully it won't be too much longer Before they can start on the next season We can start all over again And hopefully totally those aren't complete <laughs> crap as normal uh, Right uh, I do believe there's if been honest, some in-
1: Yeah so if I'm honest uh, It is one of those for me Where um, I haven't really been watching that many sports Outside of NFL Like mm. it, It's really hard to keep up with loads of sports in kind of a, a massive go um, and so like NFL I'd make sure I put my the time aside on kind of Sunday to watch it um, and so that's kind of been the main sport that I've been kind of keeping up with and I think me and you personally our teams have been very good very good, I mean I think both Seahawks and uh, Packers, I think you shared a thing on Facebook the other day um, or yesterday or today or days rolling into one, <laughs> where Seahawks and Packers have... have I mean that was, their, that was so I distinct <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, that both of our teams have won all their first five games um, and Say I think that that, again you know, huh? Both of our teams have won all first of their five games Yeah, I mean,
0: we've just gone off a bye week So we've won four, yeah, um, four games. So and you know what, what, One what like, what of this changes is the attention to detail that you have to, And what you bring to the podcast <sighs> Please continue
1: Of the five weeks, <laughs> all the games have been won by <laughs> both of our teams Okay, we'll go with that, okay you know what I was getting at when I said that. You yeah, I knew
0: exactly what you're getting to, but yeah.
1: Uh, I'll be honest, I, I just I just don't care about Packers because Seahawks is better. That's all
0: I, I mean, to is. be honest, the uh, Packers game is probably going to be the exciting game this week because it is um, Green Bay Packers versus Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So, uh, when they're, it comes, the two,
1: they're the two teams of your household, aren't they, as well? So.
0: They are indeed. Um, yeah. I'm a Green Bay Packers fan and my wife is a Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan. Um I do have a soft spot for Tampa Bay, as I've said previously, because I am a Tampa Bay Lightning fan, so I always do follow and have been to see a game inside Raymond James Stadium. Um, but, yeah, Packers, obviously, is always my love, so it will be green across the house over the weekend, and uh, let's hope Bucks lose. But, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but the thing is, that the reason why, it's it's one of the few times that uh, Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady are actually going head-to-head. You know, the... Both considered really yeah. um, talented quarterbacks, and they are going head to head. I do, person obviously my personal opinion. I think Rodgers is the most talented quarterback, whereas Brady is the more successful one. Um, yeah, but I do but think then, there is a massive difference between. Brady definitely had a,
1: and a full team behind him. Let's say it's
0: a, you know, he's very much a system quarterback.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but to well, be honest,
1: you've said before, like just Rogers' kind of tactical knowledge and actually strategy, his like decision making is far superior and actually be able to make those calls under the pressure and actually, you know, um, make kind of the change in strategy is so much better, kind of as a playmaker as well as a quarterback kind of thing.
0: Well, uh, he's quite a regular guest on the Pat McAfee podcast, um, <laughs> and he actually has admitted uh I think about three weeks ago. But sometimes he just pretends that his uh, earpiece isn't working, so he just ignores a call- play call from the coach at the picks where he wants on the field. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh, oh that's great. that, that is good.
0: <laughs> and the thing is, when it works is like, Yeah. I was right one yeah. not so uh and when yeah. it doesn't
1: technical issue. Didn't hear you, sorry. <laughs>
0: Well, there was a technical issue with Tom Brady last week, wasn't there, when he actually didn't realise he was on fourth down and thought he was on third and uh, basically lost possession. So, uh, But yeah, that's probably enough to talk about Tom Brady. We have talked about him a lot previously, so I don't want to talk about it too much.
1: And we don't like him, so
0: yeah. <laughs> uh, baseball. Uh, so it's looking very tense at the moment. So the Astros are going against Tampa Bay Rays for the... Uh, American League and I believe the Rays are one win away from getting to the World Series which a lot of baseball fans will be happy about because of the whole cheating scandal which I do believe we talked about, was it episode two back in the day? Yeah, Uh, yeah, so Houston Astros are caught out cheating so uh, there's a lot of aggression towards that uh, franchise as a whole so... Anybody that Houston plays, if you're not a Houston fan, generally everybody else has to cheer for the other teams. So, yep. uh, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Uh, so Tampa are actually getting close to that as well. Um, I do believe it's Dodgers in the National League Championship Series.
1: I think so. I'm,
0: just, I'm, I'm trying to think of who they're playing against, though. That's the problem. My, my mind has gone completely blank. I'm, again, it'll come to me about twenty minutes after we finish recording. So um
1: sorry, your mind your mind's gone blank. That's never happened. Like <laughs> oh, that was uh Braves.
0: Uh you Braves. can tell that someone has got the internet working. Yeah. No wonder there's luck. Like... I like um, you.
1: There you go. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm uh kind of afraid. Yeah, yeah, because it's uh, Atlanta Braves is the there's one particular player who's taking a whole league by Storm I mean, Are they are the Blazers, last time I looked the Braves were winning the series?
1: Uh yeah, two one. Two one.
0: Yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, it's more looking more and more like a uh Atlanta Tampa final. Um which is obviously great for the southeast of the US. Uh, and also the teams that you wouldn't particularly associate being there as well. So I yeah, which is a, good. It's
1: good seeing a bit of mixture, isn't it? It gives
0: extra exposure to um yeah. to an area that wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily associate with baseball. Yeah. I mean, especially Tampa. Uh, Tampa were actually in uh, discussions last season about sharing for one half of the season in Tampa and the other half in Montreal because they couldn't get enough people in the seats. So really, yeah. Wow. Well, that's and what, that's
1: why it's so good, these teams getting, you know, a team that gets the World Series, I mean, if one of these teams wins as well, like, it will do so much for their community. If it's one of
0: these two like, teams wins, yeah.
1: One of these, you know what I mean, but, you know, yeah. whichever one of the two teams wins, okay, it'll do so much for their community, okay. We're both struggling with speaking today, Like <laughs>
0: It's almost like it's a really good decision to record the podcast today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's
1: at least both of our jobs, we don't need to speak at all. It's fine. It's fine. We we're, we're, uh, we're shop models now. We just uh, We're what sorry? Yeah. Shop models. We just. Yeah, I don't know what that is. Anyway,
0: I'm not going to lie. That can, sounds you look really so creepy. Confused.
1: Yeah, I, I. Yeah, I'm not sure where I was going with that. No, you with like mannequins, you know. No, I'm not. Honestly, they'll believe that. I'll get some phone call after this, like you know. <laughs> oh, right,
0: so uh know well, that was uh the around the world for this episode. So again it's a German lager. It it, it does what it says on the tin really. Yeah. So uh it,
1: but it's it's very consistent. That's that's the important thing, I think.
0: Exactly, yeah. So uh right well with the uh wild card for this episode is by Harbour, uh which is brewed in North Cornwall and it's one called Five Summers American Pale. Now this is the reason why we had to change uh, the order for the episode. So, originally, yeah. the Metroland was going to be a wild card, mainly because the can very crazy looking. Uh, but then we realized we had two American piles back to back. So, we wanted to do them on the opposite end of yeah. uh, the episode, just so we can kind of hey, break it up, um, but also just see how it worked in context with the other beers as well. So,. Yeah. Um,
1: it's all about the variety, isn't it? Let's be honest and just get another yeah. So I think if you want to taste this for a change, and I'll, um, I'll okay. just get that little change of thing, I'll read what it's got. To be fair, this can's actually really good in giving some detail. So aroma-wise, we should put in something uh, pine, orange, um, in terms of flavours, citrus, grapefruit, pine, and then kind of a finish of balanced, robust bitterness, is what it says. So what are you getting?
0: Yeah, so it does smell... I can smell quite piney. I don't particularly smell the citrus as much in this particular one. Uh, you do taste a lot more of the fruit in this one, though. Um, and although there is that bitterness there, it's slightly more on the sweeter scale in comparison with the Gamma Ray. So, yeah, because
1: I will agree, it doesn't it doesn't smell anywhere near as citrusy as the Gamma because the Gamma ray is like full citrus. But when you taste it, it does
0: taste a lot different. So um, I think that's actually quite... Delicate in comparison the be the tone. Yeah.
1: Um, it's, it's, no, it's nowhere near as hoppy, but I think also it's actually it's a smoother. Stronger, Yeah, it's a stronger kind of orange uh, flavour. It's a lot more yeah. um, juicy, I think, kind of thing. You know. It <clears throat> probably benefits from having the-
0: that slightly less alcohol content. Yeah. So it doesn't give you that extra punch probably a bit that's what makes it a bit more subtle so again if someone who um, hasn't really got into American pales, because American anything with the like American IPA or American pails you do tend to have that extra slight bitterness because the hops tend to be a little bit drier and you know it's yeah. a bit more punch that you would generally associate with those flavors so um, it's not over intense, where it like smacks you in the face, it's a very subtle, easy drink. Um, but there's enough complexity with it; that you just keep you slightly intrigued. I do think I pick up a slightly note, slightly different notes every time I sit there and savor yeah. it.
1: Um, I think it is is definitely one of those beers that grows on you, to be fair, because I think, you know, it was far more kind of orange for me when I first had it. But I think actually some of the pine notes, which I think you picked up on sooner, are now starting to kind of. Yeah. Every time I'm on
0: the sip, I'm getting something different from it. So um, it's.
1: Yeah. I get quite a a slightly hazy golden golden color. Yeah. Like you say, you've got the complexity to it, but it's not over-complex in terms of... It it's, doesn't seem confused or, like,
0: yeah, over complex, not confusing. Yeah, yeah, exactly,
1: and I think that's, that's, that's really good. Um,
0: um, yeah. yeah, well, we had a harbour beer years ago, didn't we? I can't remember exactly what the name was, but we absolutely despised it. Um, well, this
1: is what I was trying to figure, because I, I saw it was like, a harbour in, like, a blue can, but I couldn't remember the name of it because... It was light
0: blue with a white yeah. top, and I do I have not got a clue what the name it is, but there was just a really weird, bitter aftertaste. I think that put me off Harbour drinks for quite some time. Well, that's um, it, because
1: I, I, I recognise the, the brewery more than the can itself in terms way Yeah. Like, I hadn't seen Five Summer's American Pale before. Um, whereas something like Metroland, I recognise more, I think. Yeah. Too fair, because I think they, they've started... I think, like, Beer 52 and those kind of things tend to have a lot of Metroland Yeah, now. it's the 2 tribe kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the more... <laughs> almost generic thing for them to be able to do they must have like some kind of brand deal with them or something like that i guess but um i don't know that that's that is that's quite pleasant it does make me think maybe we need to go back like say if we've been put off by breweries before but that's why it's one, so yeah. important to actually you know if you don't like a beer don't necessarily write the whole brewery off just write that one beer well off. i
0: think it's because we're going it was a time where this was long before the concept of the podcast even came to a head yeah. and we would literally buy so many random beers you know and literally yeah. spend a good four hours just working our way through all these ones lining all the cans and bottles up on the windowsill in the kitchen moving them up and down to see what uh our place yeah. was worst to best and constantly rejigging uh so it kind of it would have got caught up in that carnage really so yeah. Yeah, uh, when it comes to that Five Summers American Pali, it is definitely more on the subtle scale. Um, I'm really enjoying it, to be fair. To be honest, all the beers in particular episode have actually been quite pleasant. Um,
1: It's quite rare that we don't have one that one of us doesn't hate in some way fully, right? Because it's normally some pungent thing about one beer that one of us doesn't really (laughs) particularly vibe with. Um I suppose it is that kind of time on the the podcast yeah, where we uh, I'll start.
0: let you go, I think.
1: Are you still deciding I'm a bit unsure? Yeah. I don't know. There's part of me that is like, do I start just going back over a few of the others just to remind myself? But I think I think I know roughly my order
0: at this okay. point.
1: So I think again, like you say, I wouldn't say any of these are bad, actually, which you know does no, make it harder. Probably, if anything, all, yeah. And I think all of these are very sessionable, in my opinion. Like, you could have multiple of these in one thing, then none of them are too overpowering or anything like that. Um, I think I'm probably going to go with Metroland, the two tribes um, session IPA last. Okay. Um, I think that's kind of not a surprise. I think of all of them, that's probably the one I was vibing the least with. Yeah. Yeah. Not um, really a massive surprise, really. Yeah, I think it's, it's more, it's that taste to it that I'm just not 100% sure on. Okay. I think it's also. What, what i got was kind of a, a more dry taste to it as well towards the end uh, a little bit i think it's that carbonation or whatever i don't know why um then i probably put Warsteiner, okay, okay in third um very consistent again it's lager it is what it is on the can um or bottle in this case but i think it's just one of those where there isn't much to it either it's not a very complex beer in any way it is you know, it's a it's a German lager at the end of the day. But I think it's better than most German lagers you can get. And I think, like I say, the consistency does does add to it. But um, And then, if I'm honest, I'm finding it really hard with the last two because, you know, if I'm honest, <clears throat> Beaver Town is one that I've always liked. And it is one of yeah. kind of, I would say, one of my go-tos. And then kind of Five Summers being one of the newer ones. If I'm honest, i will probably put Beaver Town second, if I'm honest. Yes, Gamma yeah. Gamma Ray, sorry, yeah. Um, because... If I'm honest, I think it's one of those where you do get a lot more hoppiness to it. It's a little bit harsher. I do love the citrus taste to it. And for me, it is what I want from an IPA. It, it has got everything from an IPA that I want. Yeah, but it's I a pale.
0: Say, That's probably where the confusion does yeah. come me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, but then at the same time, for me, that Five Summers American Pale um, is just so good. Like It's not too overpowering or confused i think i think actually is as you know you've said earlier i think the fact that it's it's complicated but not confused you know that there there is a complexity to it um and you've got all those different flavors to it and different kind of parts to it but it actually feels really good um so yeah that that's probably my my standout of the thing so number one is the harbor five summers american paper right Hmm. So, you're still undecided because it is so hard. And, and you've done what I didn't do and you've gone back over them. And Of course. I
0: mean, I'm not stupid. This them. is why I always throw under the bus. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh- <laughs> right. So, I'm going to go in last place, Forstner. Okay.
1: okay. Uh, no. um,
0: yeah. As I've said many times before, you know, Forstner is a nice German lager. But when it comes to lagers, I am very much more along the lines of Dutch and Czech. And there's more moist, and a particular type of flavor. Now, obviously, I'm not comparing them in comparison with that. But, like you said, it might be that slight touch of wheat, which means I don't necessarily run straight towards that one. Yeah. In third place, I'm going to go Gamma Ray.
1: Okay. Um, again, I can, I, I kind of, yeah, I think I would have predicted that for you. Uh,
0: to be honest, I drink a lot of Gamma, right? I think it is a fantastic beer, but I'm doing it in the context of what is competing against each other. Um, it's a cracking beer. It's uh, one I will always go to. Um, but in this particular scenario, I'd probably say third is the fair share for it. In second place, I would go for the Metroland. Uh the elements that you didn't like is probably the elements that I do like in the IPA. Uh, so, instantly when I drank it, I knew that it would be one I liked and you didn't. Um There's an, enough complexity to it that I do find it a really, really flavoursome drink, despite the fact it actually being quite low on the alcohol scale. But, but I don't think it detracts from that beer at all. I think it. I think it's very nicely balanced. But yeah, um five Summer's American Pale is an absolute stunner. Um, yeah. And
1: honestly, uh, I, like you say, it's just, it, it's a standout for me. It's, you know, compared to, it, it actually four really good beers, but even then that does stand out, which just shows how good it is, I think. Like,
0: which yeah. is the funny thing about that. I've actually been sitting on those for about four months, um, <laughs> trying to actually use the right time to use them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I'm trying to st- the, it was definitely worth the wait in that respect. I think it's an absolutely beautiful beer. Uh, and probably need to start exploring harbour a bit more. We shouldn't have written them off so early, James.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a lesson to everybody listening, right? Don't, don't write off a brewery just based on one beer. There you go.
0: Right. Uh, yeah, so thank you very much, people. Um, we will be... Well, our normal service is uh, resumed. We are doing it social distance at the moment. So uh, it'd be the case of we're trying to get as varied as possible. But as everybody can understand, there is certain restrictions. So hopefully we'll uh, get some even more interesting ones, hopefully some ones that may make us uh, recoil. That's I Everyone likes it when we actually enjoy all the beers. So they yeah, want, they, they one, they want us to hate supplies.
1: something, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think we've got, we've, got, we've got a few of those in mind, actually, fair. Yeah, so definitely. We'll, 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 we'll definitely leave them. Um, I think the hardest thing is just duplicates, right? Because being yes. you know, social distance, trying to find beers that we've got two of, we've got so many, oh, we'll buy that beer, we'll buy that beer, because it's so really good, but we didn't buy two of them, so... You know, it's just yeah, really important.
0: I've probably got in excess over £1,000 worth of beer in my house, but the problem is they're all singles, so it's uh, not really <laughs> helpful. So, But we didn't know this was going to happen, and this is the reason why we we're always thinking on our feet. So, uh, yeah, we will uh, try and get some obscure stuff moving forward. Yeah. But, yeah, thank you very much for your say,
1: time. Sorry, just definitely go to Instagram, check out kind of all the brews that are being added. Um, to Move Beer. Beer. Um, and just make sure that you kind of keep in touch with that and you know definitely donate right because the chance of winning kind of beers
0: well, chance uh, of winning it's a and umbrella, worst, right? and worst case out. scenario you're helping people so Sorry. it's a win-win scenario but yeah thank you for um, spending time with us again so we'll be back with you as soon as possible and uh, yeah any comments any suggestions anything you think you know what I think we should give this a whirl and see what you think send it through to us I will add the majority of our emails now will come straight through studio dot com. Uh, so yeah, you can do a suggestion to us through the website, but again, you can always send us a direct message on any social media platform. Uh, yeah. And we will look forward to speaking to you in the next episode.